Sorry to disappoint you So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like I make mistakes Like, lots of mistakes I'm just trying to do the best that I can do I guess I'm just imperfectly human Welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Human Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Daly. And uh, I want to shout you out for uh, tuning in to yet another week in season two. Um, this week, we are talking about scalable business. How to scale your business, how to grow your business, how to design your business for success in the future. How do, how do you make your business scalable by design? So if you're new to the show, if you're new to the podcast, um, as I said, I'm Mr. Daly. I am your host. Um, I am a Christian entrepreneur. Um, and this is, I guess, a documentary of my journey as a Christian entrepreneur, me sharing some tips, tricks, um, being totally transparent with what it means to be a Christian entrepreneur, the challenges that we face, the struggles, um, just the things that we go through um that's not to say that it's any different to the journey of another entrepreneur that may not be christian or they may may be of another faith um the reason why i emphasize the fact that i'm a christian entrepreneur is that it my faith underpins my values my faith underpins my beliefs my faith under underpins my actions my fame my faith um drives how I move and what motivates me so that's why it's important for me that's why I mention it that's why I always put it out there right at the beginning Um, before we get into things though I want to shout out anyone that's listening on Spotify um, Google Podcasts Apple Podcasts Breaker TuneIn iHeartRadio Pandora Audible Man, wherever you listen to this from, I appreciate you. I salute you. Um, So, so, so. Again, if you have listened to the last two, so we started off talking about failure um, and the real entrepreneurs don't fail. And that was about being resilient, getting back up when things don't go the way that you hope that they would go. Um, Last week, we talked about all work and no play so work-life balance how do we achieve work-life balance what are the things that we can do to drive ourselves towards a more balanced life as an entrepreneur because uh, I guess one of the things for us as entrepreneurs is that there is no fixed work schedule we just we work when we need to work Um, and sometimes it feels like we need to work all the time especially in the early days Um, so this week I thought well, how do you set yourself up for success as a, if, 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 let me, let, let me um, start off by saying that if you have desires to grow your business into a multi-location or a global competitor or whatever your dream is, if you have aspirations to grow your business bigger than just yourself, then this is the show for you because this is about scaling. This is about scalability. So 
let me give you some info on who I am again for the new listeners those of you who are uh, regular listeners already know this so as I said I'm David Daly Mr Daly I am the principal consultant of Yellow 8 Design uh, which is a digital marketing and analytics business Um, I don't want to limit it to that let's put it this way we are a digital agency I'm going to call us that. Um, Why do I say that? Because Yellow 8 focuses on creating, um, well, getting getting you noticed as a business by the people that you want to notice you. And that encompasses your digital marketing. And that's why I started off by saying your digital marketing. But when they get to you, we want to ensure that your design and your functionality work in perfect harmony. And what does that mean? That means having a user experience that is optimized for your customers, that's efficient, that has the right number of steps, no long-winded process. It's simple and it does the job and it gets you the information that you need. Um, Then the other part is ensuring that you as a business owner Get the information that you need so that you can continue to optimize this. Why? Because business is not static. The world is not static. Um, Things change. Things things move on. We have global pandemics that throw the business world into chaos. How do we survive this? How do we navigate this? By understanding our customers, understanding our business, understanding the numbers, the analytics, and that is the other part that we do. We are, and an, that's why I said uh, right at the start, digital and digital marketing analytics. But it was wider than that because we do UX design, we do customer journey design, process design, um, a lot of stuff that will fall under the realms of uh, business architecture as well as business analysis. But then we, I. I specialize in analytics as well. I love the numbers. I love presenting business intelligence back to organizations so they can make smart, quantitative business decisions. Business decisions that are made and informed by numbers. Um, So that's what we do. If you want to keep up with Yellow 8 Design, it's at Yellow 8 Design on Instagram, at Yellow 8 Design on Facebook, at Yellow 8 Design, spelled D-S-G-N, on Twitter. Um, you can email me, david, at yellow8.co.uk. And for those of you that are watching this, obviously you also know that I am the founder of the Daily Perspective Network. So you want to keep in touch with the Daily Perspective Network, that's david at dailyperspective.co.uk. Or you can also go to at Daily Perspective Network on Instagram, (laughs) at Daily Perspective Network on Facebook, and at Daily Network on Twitter. So now that all of those things are out of the way, um, let's dive, let's dive into this week's episode. So, scalable by design, scalable by design. So, what does it mean for a business to be scalable? Um, So, let's go, let's start you off with a definition. Um, A scalable business, 
At its core, a scalable business is one that focuses on the implementation of processes that lead to an efficient operation. The workflow and structure of the business allow for scalability. A scalable company has effective tools for measurement, so the entire entire business can be assessed and managed at each level. So this is why I say, you know, look... It, it might sometimes sound like I am purely trying to just sell you my services and sell you what I do. Um, and that's not the case. I am truly just trying to share information that I've acquired over a number of years in my professional career. And, you know, I will share with you the information that I know so you can go out and you can do this stuff by yourself. Um the information is readily available. What I will say is this. You can go and do this by yourself. But remember that it takes effort and time and expertise. It takes years to build the expertise to do this properly. If this is it by no means related to your business then that means that is time and effort that you are taking away from your core business activities to develop skill sets in another area that are just supposed to supplement and and support your business. And this is why I spoke about outsourcing last week. It is so important to outsource the things that you need, but you do not need to be an expert in because there are already experts out there who provide a service that can support you. So if you want to use my services, by all means, do so. Contact me. I am more than happy to help. I am always willing to help. If you want to go at it alone, I'm going to give you the foundational information that you need to get you started and you can do the research and you can flesh it out and you can go at it alone. I'm not precious. Um, so how do we, so where, what's the most important thing? Well, the fir- first and foremost, in my mind, the fir- the most important thing is to have a corporate strategy. What is your overarching strategy for your organization, for your business? And your corporate strategy sits at the top level and it's underpinned by a number of different strategies in different areas. Um, what do I mean? So, if your corporate strategy, um, if you are, not, actually it doesn't matter what type of business you are, your business will need to achieve particular goals. Number one, you need to sell. I don't care what kind of business that you, you're in. Without sales, you have no business. And I used to be someone that really, really, really hated sales. I hated the idea. And it's weird because I I worked in retail, um, selling footwear. um, And I actually loved selling footwear. Um, I loved selling um, running shoes, cross-training shoes, all sorts you name it, I loved doing it, Um, then I did some financial sales at one point, Um, I've done a number of roles that involved selling, and as a business 
when I was working as a business analyst, um, business analysis is technically selling. You are one, you are selling yourself to your customer because they need to trust and believe in you and in the skills that you have that you will be able to help them understand their business and articulate the needs of their business so that so you had to become good at convincing people that you knew what you were talking about and convincing them that you could deliver on your on your promises so sales is a massive part of any business whether it's services, whether it's products, um, you need to know how to sell. Number two, you need to know how to manage um, finances of your business. Because if you don't, you, you'll get in a lot of trouble. Um, I'm not even going to say any more about that. Um, and uh, number three, technology. Your business... Your business is going to require technology. Whether you like it or not, you might be a technophobe, but we are living in a digital age. We are living in a world where people do more on their smartphones that they, than they do on their desktop computers and laptops. So you, your business has to adapt. Your business has to have a technology plan. You have to know how your customers will interact with you, what technologies you need to facilitate that, also, what technology you need to make yourself effective and also if you are going to grow your business, the technology that your staff will need to make them effective. Um, number four, have an IT strategy. How are you going to roll out technology to your people? Um, devices, what sort of devices are you going to use? What? Um, how often will you refresh them? What spec do, they, do you need? Etc, etc, etc. So these all of these different things oh and and how can i forget this one marketing strategy your business needs to have a marketing strategy how will you um attract your customers um how are you going to present yourself what does what is your brand image um how do you want people to relate to you as a brand do they does your brown does your brown does your brand have any gender characteristics is it are there particular pronouns that because some people do have pronouns for their business um so what what is the character of your brand is it does it embody a male does it embody a female how do you then get this across to your customer and attract the right customer do you even know who your customers are? A lot of people don't. A lot of people just sell, 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 and then wonder why they kind of hit this plateau. And um, if that's you, I am running, I'm going to be running a free webinar um, on segmentation and understanding your customers. Um, so that would be something that would be really useful to someone who is struggling with, um, sales and, you know, attracting those good customers on a repeat basis. So if you're interested in that, drop me an email, david at yellow8.co.uk and, um, I will sh definitely add you to 
the mailing list for that webinar so you know exactly when it's coming to uh, keep an eye on the facebook page and keep an eye on my instagram for uh, at david at yellow8.co.uk oh man at yellow8design there we go got there in the end um so that's what i was saying so we will call that level zero level zero is that um strategy piece it's understanding your corporate strategy it is ensuring that you know the the various components at each level sorry i am just trying to make sure that i can see what i am talking to you about Uh, here we go yeah so I was just trying to make sure. Right, operational strategy was the last one that I, I knew there was one that I'd left out and one else, so I had to go back to my notes and double check. But yeah, operational strategy. How do you operate on a day-to-day basis? Um, another important one, and I think the one that for me, oddly enough, it's kind of ties to everything else because if you have everything else in place, um, this kind of, starts to fall in, into place but what is your growth strategy and what i mean by that is um everyone has as i said at the beginning everyone has if you have those aspirations to grow you need to know what how you want to grow your business are you going to grow your business by mergers and acquisitions are you going to grow your business um by continually opening new outlets new retail outlets or entering opening new offices in new regions um, and slowly growing into those regions organically Um, are you going to use a franchise model um, to grow your business so selling selling your brand or allowing people to sell on behalf of your brand um, and allowing them to earn and grow their own business um, by buying into your business um, is that how you plan to grow your brand and there each presents its own challenges each presents its own pros and cons um, but you have to have you have to set your mind on a on a growth strategy how are you going to grow and once you know that once you can lay that out and have a roadmap for that it helps you to focus on what you do in some of the other areas. And some of those other areas will also inform that growth strategy. So I think it's it's you know it's that everlasting loop. And I love everything in business that it's just con- continuous feedback loops, feedback loops. You learn, test, learn, test and learn, test and learn, test and learn, test and learn. Um I think that that is the greatest bit, um, the, the greatest strength in business to, to be able to, to do that continual testing and learning. Oh, one that we can't leave off, HR strategy. What is your people strategy? What sort of people are you trying to attract to your business? How are you going to determine the people that understand your brand, your brand values? Um, do Are they going to be of a certain demographic? So, and Or are they going... What I mean by that is this. So I know of a females only gym. 
and all the clients are female. It is owned by a woman. Now, if she went and hired a bunch of male personal trainers, that might be a problem for her client base because they were coming to they are coming to her gym because it's a women's only environment and that's what they're looking for if it suddenly becomes a male dominated trainer environment that might lose that might be a deviation from her usp and therefore her customers may not want to engage anymore and she might start to lose business so it's important to know what sort of people you need to hire to make your business work the way that you want it to work. So that's all falls under your HR strategy. Um, so when we get into level one, level one is taking that level zero strategy and taking that. So level zero is your corporate. Your corporate is underpinned by a number, as I said, underpinned by a number of various strategies. Level one is going into those individual strategies. So let's take marketing as the branch that we are going to dig into in level one. Now, when we look at the, at level one, we have, again, a number, a number of different strategies that underpin level one. Um, social advertising strategy. You know, how are you doing this? Are you... You know, which social media platforms are you paying for ads on? So, so social advertising, is your, that's your paid advertising on um, social media. Radio advertising, are you going to use that age-old medium of radio? Some people don't think it's effective. I still think it's quite effective. Um, it just depends on your the type of business that you are and your demographic. Do your demographic listen to the radio? If they do, then... It's a no-brainer. You have to use the radio. Um, SEO strategy. So how are you going to optimize your website and your uh, web pages, your sales funnels, all those things for um, search engines? There's a strategy to it. Email marketing strategy. Again, that is another effective tool for attracting or keeping your existing customers engaged. So what is your email strategy? What does that look like? Uh, Social media strategy. Now, this is your organic social media um, marketing. So this is just the, the stuff, the content that you post on a regular basis on social media. And um, you have to be consistent. You have to um, generally, this is why a lot of people outsource because the time it takes to continually deliver this and make this stuff and put this stuff out there, um, it's time consuming, especially when you've got family, especially when you've got the business itself to run and other things to do. It is time consuming to create content and put it out there. Um, Print media. Again, are you... So if you are a landscape gardener, for example, do you need to be advertising in some of the gardening magazines or in the home builders magazines and all of that stuff are there certain publications that your target demographic um, use on a regular basis and if so what is your strategy to get into those 
how often are you going into them what sort of content are you putting into them um are you doing featured articles are you trying to get you know featured as a as an article in there are you just going for full page ads quarter page ads what what is your strategy um search advertising this is your paid advertising this is your ppc your pay per click advertising on search engines um so google ads um bing ads that sort of thing tv advertising now tv advertising is still it's still effective that's why we still have people hey uh, you know it's now is it expensive of course it is in for especially for a startup it is definitely expensive if you have um and i know i see you see the adverts of it's not as expensive as you think um if you are a small business if you are a startup and money is tight it is expensive let's that's a no-brainer because not only do you have to film and record and create content and that is cost then you know there is the cost of placement on it, um whether it's primetime tv or whether it's in the uh, twilight hours whatever it is there is a cost of placing that advert on tv and also the number of times that it's shown as well plays into the cost so definitely there is it's more expensive than most of the other modes of advertising and uh, the difference is these video ads that you create because you let's just call them that you may be able to place them cheaper online not you may you will be able to place them cheaper online um you can create your own free content yourself recording yourself and create an advert do the, the work in whatever tool i iMovie um or uh, what's the one that um what is v see i use iMovie all the time that's why i kind of just immediately say iMovie but adobe offer solutions um apple off offer their own solution and it's sorry but it escapes me at the moment um ah man i keep thinking because i'm an audio guy i'm immediately thinking of logic and all of those things that's not what we're talking about but there are video editing tools um like after effects is for like creating your special effects and all of that stuff but there are video editing tools that you can use um to create your own content put special effects in there do whatever you're going to do and then you just put it out you put it out on whatever youtube you can put it out on igtv um vimeo there are so many different video platforms that you can leverage now to get your ads out in front of your customers so do you need tv advertising i would say certain businesses do certain ones can focus on using the other mediums um but that's what that's your level 1 at level 1 you've got these various areas and each of them require its own independent strategy level 2 level 2 for me is once you then break into one of those so let's take let's say social media 
social media what is our social media advertising right we're now in social media advertising this is where we start to get into the business process element there is for each of those channels that we we've talked about so social media tv radio or whatever you have set processes that you or you you have a set list of steps that you need to go through in order to turn a prospect into a customer and what we there is a common um there is a common acronym that is used uh, awareness it's ida and it's awareness interest decision action so at each of in that stage you want to create the awareness you want to get them or make them interested generate the interest in the product or the service do something that makes them put a call of action a call to action sorry to make them um make a decision so something that that really grips them to say hey are you going to do something about this and then finally you want to turn that decision into action um and there are steps so that is a four step process that you need to take a customer through that is part you see that in every single sales funnel there is the initial hook to attract you there is the um bigger piece that gives you a lot more meat to understand what the proposition is that is the interest generating and they and that is very specific um it goes because they know who their demographic is they know what their demographic is going to be looking for so that interest piece is filled to the brim with the information that is going to attract that prospect that's going to engage that prospect then there is the decision piece well how do i get you to to make a decision i get you to make a decision by making this proposition irresistible what do i mean by that it's either going to be value based um am i going to offer this to you at a at an extremely discounted rate because I believe that you need it but I want you to trust me that you know I know what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to ask you to commit at my regular price because you don't know me. You're a cold prospect and we've never done business before so I need to show you I need to get you to appreciate the value that I'm offering. So guess what? I'm going to offer it to you at a discounted rate so that you can experience it and determine the value yourself. Now, generally that should help people to make make that decision a lot easier. Um and it and it 90% 99% of the time it does. Um lastly, it's action well how do i get you to take action because you might say yeah that discount sounds great so yep yeah, i'm up for it but you may not take action well in order to get someone to take action the the next step really is to you time box it well this is a limited time offer 
this is not going to be available to you forever. And generally, that is how most businesses, most brands get their prospects to take action. Um, so I'm going to jump on. Um, so if we just jump into that awareness piece, we'll dive into level three. Now, in level three, you're going to that's where you take one component of it and you break it down yet again. So what does that end to end process for generating awareness look like? How do we create that awareness? What are the, what, what are the steps that we need to take that person through in order to get them to be in, to be aware of who we are? Um, is that we create content um, on social media and then we place a number of ads and then we do a blog post and then what is the process that we go through? Um, That's it simply. I'm not going to overcook it. But again, your process should be something that you do over and over and over again. It's something that you create once and you repeat because you've really looked at it, you really understood the steps that are required to create awareness and um, therefore you know what you need to do to attract your customers, you know what you need to do to get them to be aware of who you are as a business and what you offer. Um Level four, and I'm, I, I am whistling through these, so I apologise, I don't want to make this an overly long podcast, but, um, you know, like I said, if you really, really want some, want to know more about this and really dig into it, please reach out to me, we can have a conversation, I can talk you through this in more detail. Um, but level four is when you start to take the steps of that process, of that business process, and you break them down again into standard operating procedures. And what are standard operating procedures? A set of clear step-by-step repeatable actions an actor follows to complete a given task as part of a larger business process. So what do your users or what do your staff need to do in order to complete the first step of a business process what do they need to do to complete the second step and so on and so forth by documenting these standard operating procedures you create a clear repeatable process that people go through over and over again and it means that you mitigate against poor quality so um being a statistician, there's something that we call, um, there's a there's an area of statistics called statistical process control. And it's usually used in manufacturing. Um, but it's basically used to measure the consistency of a production line. This applies to any business process. I should be able to go to a business process and pick on a in an individual component and measure the level of accuracy of the output of that step of the business process. And if it dips below the acceptable tolerance at any point, it means that there is a problem in 
that particular step. And if I dig in, it means that there is more than likely an issue with the standard operating procedures. It means that there is no consistency at the most granular level. So standard operating procedures are super important because they help keep your standard processes. um, They help keep your business processes operating within tolerance. Uh, forgive me, my hay fever is going crazy, so I'm I'm a bit sort of sniffly and stuff. Um, so, why do we want to do this? Top five reasons why you would want to do all of the stuff that I've just talked about: um, documenting your process and op- do- sorry, documenting your processes and operating procedures to the lowest level makes every part of the business repeatable. Why do you want that to be repeatable? Because If your business is repeatable, it means that whether you choose to open new locations, whether you choose to franchise, um, you have a consistent way of things being done. It means everyone that works for your business can do things in exactly the same way. Um, It ensures efficiency as you can measure and optimize each step. So as we said, When you know what each step of the business is, when you know what the expected output is, when you know what the steps are that people must do, it means you can put tolerances in place and you can put measures in place. And if those measures in place, you can measure performance. You can say, right, this is within tolerance. This is outside of tolerance. Why was tolerance breached? And you can really dig in and understand where things are falling apart. Um, It allows you to numerically model the scaling of your business. What do I mean? If one person following your business process can generate 20 products at the end of the day, it means that two people technically can generate um, 40 products. Three people, 60 products. But, but. There is a thing about exponential growth. So sometimes that is. So what I was what I was giving you there was sort of a linear forecast, a linear prediction, um, assuming a sort of a what is that? A one to twenty, <laughs> one to twenty relationship between um, employee and product productivity. Now it may be that as you add an individual to your production line, rather than it being a linear relationship, it's more of an exponential relationship. So um, two people produce 100 and three people produce uh, 500 and so on and so forth. So the rate of growth accelerates at a much higher rate um, depending on the number of people that you, you introduce. We can numerically model this by understanding your business processes and understanding um, each element and measuring those elements. And that allows you to understand how you would scale your business. You, you have the numbers and this is super important because when you go for funding, when you go, um, when you start putting together a business plan for growth, when you start talking to investors, they want to know how scalable your business is. Nobody wants to invest in a business when they don't understand whether it's scalable or not. So it is super important to understand how scalable your business is. Um, 
Next one, it ensures consistency no matter the size of the, the operation. Why? Because everyone is following exactly the same template. This is why it's super important, again, to get people to work to your business processes and operating procedures. Um, we talked about it last time that people lose trust in a business where there's no consistency in the brand. So having these things ensures consistency in your brand and therefore retains customers and allows you to grow. It allows you to identify the areas of your business that may not scale easily and address them. So when you start trying to assess whether something can scale, whether it can grow, when you start to look at these processes and you might think, well, actually, that process is not sustainable. You immediately have a, you've immediately identified a problem that you need to address. How do I modify this process so that I can scale it so multiple people can do it? How do I make sure it's set up for future growth? Um, so that was a whistle-stop tour about how processes help you to scale your business by design. If you design these business processes into your business early doors right at the beginning if you focus on incorporating business process design into your business then you can create a business that is easily scalable it's that simple so excuse me um so that's it really um i hope this has been really useful as i said it was a whistle stop tour um I'm more than happy to take people that are interested into a more into more of a deep dive of this. I'm happy to work with people to develop their business processes, to understand their business, to flesh out the the, the bits that work, the bits that don't work. Um create those operating procedures. It's what I do. Um but most importantly, I, I just think if you have aspirations to grow your business, whether you want to use, and I said this at the beginning, but whether you want to use an organization like mine or whether you want to go at it alone, these are the things that you need to bear in mind. Um, it will make the journey so much easier. It will make um, the conversations with investors, funders, um, whoever it may be that is back in your business, it will make that conversation so much easier. And it will make your life easier as an entrepre entrepreneur. So do not be afraid of these things. Go for it. And um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. So we will be back next week with another episode sharing more tips, more tricks more things that I've learned. I will see you next week. And until then, be good to yourself. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. You can do this on your favorite streaming platforms.